Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Guess what, Gabe? What's that, Mango? So, did you know there's a newspaper in India that's actually handwritten every single day? Handwritten? Seriously? Like, (laughs) they don't type any of it out? No, I mean, the the paper's called the Musulman, which means Muslim, and it's about 100 years old, and the whole paper is only about four pages long, but it's written in Urdu in this, like, beautiful handwritten calligraphy and the subscribers love it. There are about, I want to say, like 25,000 copies of the paper that get delivered across India. And the Musulman receives more than like 20 notes a day just thanking the newspaper for the service. And in fact, wow. the owner thinks that if he and his seven employees, who he actually considers family, like if they stopped handwriting the paper, it would lose all of its charm. Oh, wow. That's that's actually really sweet. And I mean, I'm guessing the subscribers read it because they feel like, you know, it's a more personal paper, right? Yeah. And also it's really cheap, which also helps. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's the first of nine facts we've got about newspapers on today's nine things. So let's dive in. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Mungesh Atikler. Will Pearson is out today on vacation, but I've got our good friend and researcher Gabe Luzier on the horn with me today. And sitting behind that stack of funny pages, just catching up on last week's Hagar the Horrible cartoons, that's our pal and producer, Tristan McNeil. So Gabe, today's show is all about journalism and papers. And I I was curious, did you guys get a newspaper as a kid? Uh, yeah, we did, actually. I, I grew up in Maryland, so uh, we got the Washington Post every Sunday, which, uh-huh. you know, was super important to me for the comic section. Yeah, you know, my, my, my parents actually used to have a fight about which paper to get. Like, my mom got the New York Times because she liked crosswords, 
And my dad got the local uh, news journal, which is in Delaware, and that had comics. And so we always had too many papers on our kitchen table. But I was curious, too, like, did you ever do any sort of journalism in school? Did, did you do like the high school paper or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I did. I was uh, I was actually the editor at our uh, high oh, school really? paper. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it looked great on paper for like college applications and stuff. <laughs> but in reality, you know, I, I attended like this super small private school. So there were only about 100 kids in the whole high school. Like my graduating class was 12 people. So our readership, you know, it was, it was pretty tiny. <laughs> did, did I ever tell you about the uh, the paper I started as a kid? No. So, uh, I mean, I was on my high school paper, too. It's kind of what led to mental floss. But um, when I was a kid, when I was like eight or nine, I started this uh, paper in my neighborhood called Dogs of My Neighborhood. And uh, it was with my best friend at the time. And, and uh, you know, the whole idea was that we'd report on all the funny stories about the dogs in the neighborhood. And I drew some cartoons. And, like, my friend and I, like, we thought we were going to make a killing. And then we got basically, like, no subscribers. And we had to put the paper down, like, after the first issue. <laughs> but I definitely want to talk about more niche newspapers and newspaper facts. So I started with that story of the Musulman, the handwritten one in India. But uh, what do you have up your sleeves? Sure. So, like, here's one I like. And have you ever heard of the Gnome Nugget? Uh-uh. It's, it's this paper from Gnome, Alaska. And it's actually Alaska's oldest newspaper. It comes out once a week. And anyway, this is a story from town and country. But back in 1997, there was this group called the Alaska Newspapers Incorporated, and they had spent a few years trying to buy the Gnome Nugget. Uh -huh. You know, they wanted to consolidate it into their newspaper group. But the feisty nugget wouldn't have it. <laughs> they wanted to stay independent, and A&I was, you know, a little bitter about this. Uh, so they actually, A&I started a competing paper, the Bering Strait Record. And so immediately this rivalry began. The, the Bering Strait Record was well-funded, but, you know, people continued to rally around the tiny gnome nugget, you know, because they love their local paper. And it's like the little paper that could, you know? Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> anyway, when the A&I folks decided to fold the Bering Strait Record two years later, somehow the gnome nuggeters found out. And just as the executive walked in to break the news, the gnome nugget threw the Bering Strait, this big surprise party in their offices for their second anniversary. <laughs> They had cake and drinks and, you know, obviously the A&I folks were not happy about this. Sure. But uh, anyway, today there's actually a copy of the final Bering Strait record that's framed and it hangs in the Gnome Nugget offices still. Oh, man, they sound feisty. So, you know, I, I love that you don't mess with the little guys. And I've actually got to tell you about this uh, paper that I read about. It's the Orange Street News, which is sometimes printed as a four-page digest that's distributed to about like 200 neighbors and local businesses, but it's also an online site. And what makes it so special is that it's actually run by a nine-year-old named Hildy Kate Lisiak. And it isn't just some like cutesy neighborhood paper like uh, covering neighborhood dogs. Her paper actually scooped the local news about a murder in the neighborhood. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So she, she got this tip from a source. And as she put it, then she saw like cops swarming a house. So she just went up and like she's plucky and interviewed them and also got the takes of some neighbors. And then she like rushed her story online under the headline, quote, exclusive murder on 9th Street. And I, I guess it's amazing because like her, her dad is a beat reporter and has taken her to the office uh, of their newspaper. And uh, and she was actually interviewed about her scoop. And, you know, because she beat all the local newspapers to it, they were asking, like, how'd you do it? And she responded, 
look, I got a good tip and I was able to confirm it. Like she talks like a reporter and she like checks off on her sources. It's amazing. And yep. <laughs> apparently her favorite stories to cover are all the crime ones. She's also covered a vandal in the neighborhood who's been damaging plants around the town and uh, and all these other, I guess, petty crime stories. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I mean, have people embraced her or, or have they kind of, you know, told her that she's too young to be reporting on this kind of stuff? So I, I looked into this, too. It's a little of both. Like when she got a ton of coverage and, and she got covered in like uh, Washington Post, Columbia Journalism Review, all for that murder scoop. Like people got on Facebook and started criticizing her. But her response was great. Like, uh, let, let me find this quote. She said, uh, quote, if you want me to stop covering news, then you get off your computers and do something about the news. There. Is that cute enough for you? <laughs> I <laughs> guess she got tired of people calling her cute, which is amazing because she's a yeah, reporter. Well, well, I can relate. <laughs> but all right. Uh, here's a quick one for you. And by quick, you know, I actually mean tiny because on February 20th, 2012, the Terra Nostra paper from Portugal they published a super slim edition that was, get this, 18 by 25 millimeters tall and weighed only a single gram. <laughs> so <laughs> what was this like an edited down paper or was it like a full paper? What, what was it? Yeah, it was an exact copy of the normal edition, but it, it came with a magnifying glass so you could actually, you know, read the thing. Huh. And the paper, it sold about 3,000 copies, that edition. And it's now in the Guinness Book of Records as the world's smallest newspaper. Uh, that's pretty cool. So I actually have a quick one for you, too. But uh, and this is, this is like something I've been thinking about a lot is how the city of Cleveland was originally incorporated with a different spelling. It was originally spelled uh, C-L-E-A-V-E-L-A-N-D. Like there was this extra A in there. And, you know, now it doesn't have it. And the whole reason is because of a local newspaper. So I, I'd actually heard this a long time ago, and, and I thought it was because the plain dealer. But apparently it was from the Cleveland Advertiser, the short-lived paper. And basically they couldn't fit all those letters on the masthead. So they just chopped off the A to fit all the words on top, and the spelling for the city stuck. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got a fact about a paper that I would love to get my hands on. It's called The Meteor, and it was produced from 1872 to 1881 at the Alabama Insane Hospital. And, and that's their name, not mine. <laughs> but uh, so this came out at a time after Dorothea Dix worked so hard to move mentally ill people from jails into asylums. But apparently the paper was really good. Like, According to The Atlantic, it had columns on Darwinism, concert reviews, marriage and death notices. There were updates about the goings on at the hospital, you know, including who was being too loud. <laughs> and there was this also this uh, little odds and ends section in the meteor called uh, Meteoric Dust. But the really interesting thing is that even though the paper came out with some frequency, the editor stayed anonymous the whole time. Like, nobody knows who was behind this. Uh, that's amazing. And it almost feels like a movie, right? You can kind of picture that with, like, a little bit of mystery. I, I actually really like that. So here's a little paper our researcher Eves tipped me off on, and I had no idea about it. It's also historical, and it's called The South Polar Times. And it was produced by Robert Scott's men on his two journeys to Antarctica. Apparently, it was a really good diversion for them just to keep their mind off the cold. And they brought these massive typewriters with them and reams of paper, and each edition was about 30 to 50 pages long. <laughs> wow. So how many issues did they put out? So I, I think they put out eight issues from the first voyage and four from the next. But the writing's supposed to be really, really funny. And it's got, like, characters of the officers, cartoons, watercolors, 
weather reports. It's supposed to be really lively. Like, they also wrote parodies and uh, rewrote lyrics to popular bar songs about their journey. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, and even the last edition, which, you know, must have been horrific because that expedition didn't end well. The writers mm-hmm. knew their colleagues had run out of supplies and they were lost in the wild. Even that edition is filled with jokes that supposedly run a little flat, but they tried. And uh, anyway, I, I just heard about the South Polar Times this week, but now I feel like I need to go get a copy of them collected because they really sound amazing. Yeah, it does. And I know we've got two more newspaper facts to cover before we choose a winner here, but uh, first, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. Tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, Time ends. Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Welcome back to Part-Time Genius, where today's topic is little-known newspaper facts. So, Gabe, I I think you're up. What's your last fact? Uh, Yeah, so this is another defunct paper, but like the South Polar Times you mentioned, it's particularly interesting as a historic document. Uh, It's called the Prison Times, and, you know, there, there have been a lot of inmate papers, but this one's especially interesting to me because it comes from Confederate prisoners that were held at Fort Delaware. I feel like you're just buttering me up here by throwing in the word Delaware, but uh, <laughs> but I do want to hear the story. Maybe. Well, uh, the particularly interesting thing is that the paper tried to stay really objective. So uh, they had this statement in one of the papers that read, in presenting to the public the first edition of the Prison Times, we are aware that there will be many criticisms. Nothing political will be indulged in it. So basically, instead, they focused on fine arts, literature. They had the section called Our Prison World, which (laughs) talked about things like how to mend a torn uniform or, you know, tips on how to get a slightly larger portion of rations. Um, That's kind of amazing. (laughs) Yeah. But this might be the most interesting point because the editors wrote in the paper that they intended to collect stories from celebrated male and female authors. And 
I mean, that was super rare for that time period, right? Like, sure. and, and pretty progressive for really any soldiers, let alone Confederates. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, there was only one edition of the paper that's been found so far. So, you know, maybe a little too ahead of its time. <laughs> that's pretty great. And it actually reminds me of uh, one story that I, I read a long time ago, and I, I, we should talk about in future episodes to get more into the depth of it. But uh, there was this publisher, I want to say, in Philadelphia who found a plate for Confederate money. And then he printed out the bills in his paper and, and so that people could just, like, cut them out of the paper and use them. And it totally <laughs> deflated the Confederate currency, which is just an amazing story. But uh, there, there's so many good real newspapers to talk about. Like, there's... um. There's a paper in India I, I pulled up for this research that's written exclusively by women and produced by women, and it tackles all these amazing village stories that most papers don't get to write about. There's a, there's another paper that comes out in Antarctica that deserves mention, but instead, I, I'm going to use or waste my last fact uh, on a <laughs> fake paper that's been circulating for over 50 years now, and it's the dummy paper you might see on TV shows from Modern Family or The 70s Show. Uh, it's also on, like, um, movies like 10 Things I Hate About You or No Country for Old Men. It, it's really everywhere. And once you spot it, you're going to see it everywhere. It's oh. apparently produced by a company called the Earl Hayes Press. And the advantage of this uh, fake paper is that there aren't any legal hurdles with using, you know, this uh, this fake brand. Otherwise, like, <laughs> you know, companies would have to pay the New York Times or whoever for licensing fees. But uh, if you look at the headlines closely... They are so weird. Like, there's there's a picture of this woman, and it says, uh, she's third brightest, but hard gal to see, which, <laughs> which makes no sense. And then there are all these, like, other super vanilla or nonsensical headlines, like uh, Valley Area Records Record Growth. Like, none of these are articles you want to read. And, and I mean, yet it's it's got to be one of the most successful papers out there, right? Yeah, I guess so. Well... You know, there were a lot of niche papers we covered today. Uh, I, I think I was really taken with um, the nine-year-old story. Like, I, I think that one's amazing. But I also appreciated your use of the word Delaware and the Confederate <laughs> <laughs> Confederate prisoners paper. So I think I'm going to have to give you this one. Uh, I knew that would work. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> well, that's it for today's Nine Things. We'll be back with a full-length episode of Part-Time Genius tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks again for listening. Part-Time Genius is a production of How Stuff Works and wouldn't be possible without several brilliant people who do the important things we couldn't even begin to understand. Tristan McNeil does the editing thing. Noel Brown made the theme song and does the mixy-mixy sound thing. <laughs> Jerry Rowland does the exact producer thing. Gabe Luzier is our lead researcher with support from the research army, including Austin Thompson, Nolan Brown, and Lucas Adams. And Eves Jeffcoat gets the show to your ears. Good job, Eves. If you like what you heard, we hope you'll subscribe. And if you really, really like what you've heard, maybe you could leave a good review for us. Did we, did we forget Jason? Jason who?
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.